0: Hello and welcome to the No Nonsense Anti-Racism Podcast. I'm your host, Neri Yunus, and I am so grateful that you are tuning in today. This podcast is a belated labor of love, let me tell you. I have been interested in putting together a resource like this about anti-racism for a really long time. Racism is nonsense. It really is. Despite our skin color, we are all human beings who deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. I can't believe I have to say this in today's day and age, but we are living in a crazy world. My interest in putting together an anti-racism resource started with the killing of Trayvon Martin and the rise of Black Lives Matter movement. At the time, a lot of people around me were interested to learn more about how to be an ally, to understand how white supremacy and anti-black racism specifically manifests every day for people of color. I tried to have those conversations to do the emotional labor of explaining how George Zimmerman's conscious or unconscious bias towards Black people caused him to be suspicious of a young Black man who was doing nothing wrong except for existing in a space as a Black man. It led him to murdering this innocent young person in cold blood on the sidewalk. I tried to educate people around me on the harm white supremacist thinking does to people of color. How it affects every aspect of their lives, determines what kind of life they can lead, shapes the systems around them. Um, I also had to explain that Black people protesting for equity and justice is not racist. Let me say that again. People protesting for equity and justice does not make them racist. So Black Lives Matter is not a racist organization. The backlash against Black Lives Matter is So misguided, and it completely misses their point. There was a lot of interesting backlash at the time from Canadians as well, who asked why we should care about this issue. It's an American problem, they said. There isn't racism here in Canada. That is nonsense. It is very much present in Canada, and I am fascinated by this, this perspective that it doesn't seem to exist here. Before I go into that though, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I am a Black, Muslim, Canadian, cisgendered woman. I was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people. Take a second to think about what kind of life I have with the information that I just shared with you. How do you think I was raised? What kind of food do you think I ate? What do you think my family was like? What kind of education do you think I had? Thought about it? Okay, great. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was raised by my mother and father, immigrants to Canada in the 1980s, from a small country in East Africa called Eritrea, so I am Eritrean. I am the eldest of three, with two brothers, and I am the only girl. My parents both worked full-time after learning English to build the life we are privileged to now have in Canada. My father was an engineer, unable to work in his field for many years because his qualifications, advanced degrees, and years of work experience were not counted in Canada. He did finally quote-unquote equate his education here, uh, and it's an unfair system that denies thousands of new immigrants from working in their fields, but that is something we'll discuss in, in another episode. After many years of working really hard, they saved up, bought a house, put their kids through school, donated to their community, and supported family still back home in Eritrea and Sudan. We are Muslims, Sunni Muslims. We fast for Ramadan, celebrated Eid. My brothers and I attended Saturday religious classes, um, and I would define myself as a liberal Muslim. I had a very happy childhood. I lived in a lovely, loving, happy nuclear family, went to public school, I was a vegetarian for a few years, Um, went on to university, the University of Toronto to study international relations and political science. I worked in Toronto for a few years, then went back to get my postgraduate diploma at Humber College in Toronto as well for international program management. What are some of the stereotypes about me that you may have expected? Let's start with your thoughts about my religion. I told you that I am a Muslim woman, but you definitely couldn't say that I'm oppressed in any way. My parents never forced me to wear a hijab, aka a headscarf. My father never forced my mother to wear a hijab. She wears a hijab by her choice. I'm not a terrorist. I don't hate the West or wish death on non-Muslims. I am a proud Canadian, and I love this country very, very much. What about what you may have thought about my race? I told you that I'm a black woman. I grew up in a nuclear family with both of my parents. I'm university educated, and I financially support myself. My immigrant parents were never on social assistance. Not that that's a bad thing. But as refugees to Canada in the 1980s, they actually had to pay back the cost of the plane ticket to come to Canada. Did you know that? I don't have any kids of my own. I don't have any baby daddies. I'm married to a white man, by the way. A lovely man from Quebec. I bet you didn't see that coming. My brothers and I were never involved in gangs or drugs. We don't have criminal records. We did experience police aggression and violence growing up. You may be wondering why that is. Why would we ever be harassed by police? You must have been doing something. No. Actually, we were never doing anything wrong. We were young black and existing in a space that wasn't quite comfortable with that. So of course, sometimes we would get pulled over while driving our parents' nice car. Sometimes we would get stopped while walking in our predominantly white neighborhood, or getting some extra surveillance when hanging out with a group of equally black kids. So that was some information about who I am, and a little bit of background about how I got here, essentially. There's a lot of misunderstanding of what white supremacy is and how it affects people of color, but the stereotypes that you may have had about me are a consequence of that ideology. I am and will be judged for the color of my skin, the texture of my hair, which is a nice curly afro by the way, my funny name, my religion, and so do many others. In very simple terms, white supremacy is an ideology that being from the quote-unquote, white race, is superior to all others. European facial and body features, religion, culture, food preferences, family structure, education. I'll do an episode all about the vocabulary of race, so I'm not going to go into detail now about who was a part of this quote-unquote white race, but know that this ideology affects every aspect of our lives. This is not an exaggeration, and it is truly at the heart of all or most of the problems with racism that we are currently facing. Our Western society is built on the premise that white is right, and all of our systems reflect this the education system, our judicial system, welfare, media, capitalism, politics, environmental degradation, agriculture, literally everything. And that is what this podcast is here to explain how white supremacy manifests in our everyday lives and the disproportionately harmful effect it's had on people of color and their communities. We all need to learn about racism. And no, this is not going to be an easy topic for everyone to engage in. We hear it all the time, right? Well, I don't see color. I'm not a part of this problem. Or this is an issue between white and black people. As an Asian, brown, era person, this isn't my fight. This, again, is nonsense. Anti-racism is everyone's problem. We all live in this society together, responsible for treating one another with dignity and respect. When some of us are targeted by police violence, when some of us are mistreated in the workplace, when some of us have their children taken away in disproportionate numbers, when some of us don't feel safe walking in the street day or night, then we all need to demand change. There are many people for whom this is not a new topic. Perhaps you've tried to learn and unlearn on your own for some time, to be an ally and to have these conversations with your loved ones. Perhaps you've stumbled on this podcast by accident. Welcome. Maybe you were recommended by a friend or you saw a social media post. Perhaps you're interested in specific topics around race. I got you covered. This podcast is for everyone who needs and wants to better understand racism. I'll dive into how racism affects children's test scores, how it affects immigration policies, how it affects how movies are made, people's health, and even our technological advancements. When planning out this podcast, I thought through so many topics, and more come to mind every single day. There's so much content out there, and it's going to blow your minds. Most importantly, though, this podcast is dedicated to people of color, people who are tired of trying to educate and explain why they are not the stereotypes that define them. Don't worry about explaining why something is racist to your friend, colleague, in-law, neighbor, just direct them here. I will share stories from Canada, the US, and the world. All I ask is that you listen and reflect. This is an educational podcast. It's meant to challenge your thinking on why things are the way they are and how we got here. Because society didn't just become this way. It was designed like this. We are only starting to scratch the surface of racism. And we haven't been able to have a deep and thoughtful conversation on this because it's become so polarizing. You're either a snowflake or you're a bigot. Us versus them. When truthfully, it's somewhere in the middle. We are all complicit and all responsible for ensuring that it gets better. It starts with us as individuals, the actions that we take every single day, the way we treat one another, and the changes that we decide to make in our lives. Sadly, we are not properly taught about this in the traditional school system. People go their whole lives without knowing what privilege is, what white supremacy is, and how this affects people all around them. As I ask you to commit to me an open heart and mind, I commit to you to be unbiased and factually accurate. I have a lot of my own thoughts on this, I will tell you what they are, but I also will come to you with an unbiased perspective. I will share with you historical context based on research, based on untold stories of resilience and perseverance. I will draw the thread of white supremacy through all of it. Racism is nonsense and I'm here to do the work to tell you why that is. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I cannot wait to get started. Bye-bye. Psst, by the way, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. The handle is racism is nonsense. Racism period is period nonsense.